Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Beer Battered Sports Podcast, the podcast created by sports fans for sports fans, because we believe that we are the most qualified to talk about our favorite teams. I'm your co-host, Isaac. And I'm Kylie. And Calvin will be joining us a bit later today, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he'll be a a bit later today, so it's just going to be the two of us starting today's episode off, but uh, yeah, lots to talk about in the world of sports. Spring Um, training! Yeah, spring training. Uh, I, I definitely want to talk about something for spring training. Um, mm, that's the yeah. clock. But we've got that to talk about. we got the trade deadline coming up in the NHL with some pretty big trades. Um, got a couple of historic events happening in the NBA and a couple of big releases in the NFL. Players getting uh, leaving, players leaving and probably never coming back. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Let's start with the uh, start with spring training. Let's talk about the uh, the pitch clock. That's been the big it's been the big topic in baseball so far. With the first couple of spring training games, has been the pitch clock and the effect that it's had on uh, baseball. So, with the the pitch clock, it's the the rules in general are going to need to be tweaked and worked on, and it's it's not going to be perfect. Of course, it's it's an adjustment. Um, the concern is, oh, he's on. Galvin is. Hey, oh, Galvin, he he's driving. You're driving. Hey, man, just got out the doctors. Had to make it on the show. Oh my god. I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate the commitment, man. Don't podcast it. and drive. Focus on driving. Yeah, focus nah, on I- driving, though. Do not, do not get yourself killed for us. We're not working. I'm, I'm focused. I can still listen and talk. Okay, well, there we got that. That's fine, I guess. Um, we do not condone this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't. Uh, mm, mm, oh my mm. god, Calvin. Um, but with with All the, right. I'll be back on in ten minutes when I get home. Then cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That sounds better. That's what we got you. I don't want to have to give a statement saying like we here, I know. <laughs> we here at Beer Battered Sports are very sad to announce. Like, no, I know. We're, not to, we're not trying to do that. We're not trying to do I that. Know. Uh Calvin, you dumbass. I love I love Calvin. Okay. So <laughs> you were saying about the pitch clock. There's always something on this show, man. Yes. Always something. So with the pitch clock and the rules in general, it's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Nothing ever is. So, do I have faith they're going to work on the issues? Not really. It's Rob Manfred. Oh, yeah. But Eternal they, Uber of the week, Rob Manfred. Yeah, exactly. But they, they need to. And um, there's, there's a happy medium that can be pretty much, like, that, that can be pretty good. Um, some people have brought it up where uh, in, like, the postseason, you take it away completely. Because it's significantly um, higher stakes, and taking it like I, I know you get um, you get more time when batters are on base, so things like that, and like in the ninth inning, if it's a close game, like I think maybe in the ninth inning in general, just take it away, um, especially if the the game is close. Let the pitchers do their thing and let the um, let the batters do their thing. Let everybody get in a groove and everything. Um, by the way, before we go any further, I am watching the Phillies game right now. 
the number one pitching prospect who is a Philly, who is a Philly is pitching today. So it's very exciting. Um, Good stuff. But yeah, so I I've enjoyed baseball being back, man. I've missed one game and one game only, and I just I'm excited. Um, I haven't been able to watch any of the games yet. Shame on you. Sorry. Well, I've watched a few games at work, but I'm glad it's back too. I just I, I really hope that Stream East is able to provide me with my MLB games this year because that's one of the best parts of of you know of the summer is every single day being able to turn on baseball in some way or another. Yeah, and we've talked about it before. It's just like last year just kind of felt like a fun baseball season in general. Um, yeah, I mean, the last year was the first year I really was – it's the first year in a long time that I've really been hyper-focused on baseball. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, you know, it felt great, you know. Um, I'll, here's what I'll say about the pitch clock. So – Yeah, give me your the thought. I, the idea is not a bad idea. Right. The game of baseball is a, is a long game to begin with, and it can be even longer if pitchers and batters, you know, start stalling for time. Absolutely. Somebody who works in, in, in sports broadcasting and has done a lot of baseball games and is actually about to start up a new baseball season this weekend. Um, By the way, go check that out. Yeah. If you haven't, go uh, tune into uh, go tune into uh, live broadcasts over at uh, CCB on YouTube. On YouTube is... Uh, that's where you'll find all the games that I broadcast. So it's a lot of fun. Um, go. Got a little self-promotion in there. So hey, that's... nothing wrong with that. So here's my thoughts. Um, baseball's a long game to begin with and right. it can be a boring game sometimes. Um, but for the most part, it is a long game. And oftentimes we have seen, you know, pitchers and batters stall out the game by stretching out their, you know, pitches, way longer than expected. There's that yeah. one video going around that's super viral showing, um, you know, was it Carlos Baez, 26, 2016 or 2015 NLDS, uh, 2016 NLDS. It was uh, Carlos Baez, I believe, um, who in the time it took him to throw oh, one, yeah. <laughs> one pitch to the Cubs, uh, to John Lester. Uh, A full inning was made. Well, that's not the video I saw. The video I saw yeah. was of um, Jose Altuve hitting five uh, inside the park home runs. In the amount of time it took for Carlos Baez to actually throw the damn ball to John Lester for one pitch, so Bridget. that I understand. Hey, careful now, careful now. <laughs> I hate him so much. I hate him too, but let's not <laughs> let's not name call. Come on now. Um, so I understand why MLB would want to do this because, yeah. in a way, you do want to speed up the game a bit. With that being <laughs> said, though. Part of the reason why baseball is such a good, a great sport and a great pastime is because it's one of those sports that you can just put on in the background and have on all day. You know, it's kind of like it's to me, it's kind of like those old super. Uh, I'll get to this comparison a bit, but anytime somebody tries to squeeze down a sporting event to fit into a TV window, it always ends up going poorly. Yeah, it does. You know? Baseball, and I know Mike is going to be kicking himself that I'm bringing it up again because I do every episode. So as a, as a NASCAR fan, <laughs> pause for Mike's to go, not again. Okay. Uh, as a NASCAR fan, you know, when I was growing up, almost every single race was 500 miles. These races were long. They would take upwards of three, sometimes four hours, even five hours back in the, you know, the 80s and 90s. But because, you know, as, as race fans, we don't care how long it is. Right. Recently... Races have begun to be shortened. 500-mile races are now being shortened to 400 miles. Some fans are even saying 300, and some fans are saying they need to be timed to two hours, and if they go over two hours, the race needs to be over. 
that's not right. Right. That is taking away from the experience, not just for people watching on TV, even though it's said we're trying to, you know, provide this, get this into a TV window. It's taking away from the experience at the track. And I fear mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen with baseball. Yeah. Games, baseball games being at a faster pace isn't a bad idea. No. The pitch clock itself is not a bad idea. But I don't think we should implement one that small. If it's up to me, 30 seconds. 30 seconds, maybe 25, maybe, you know, actually, no, you know, 20, 25 seconds. Because the way the pitch clock is right now, it's too short. Yeah, and it is. We've already seen it have an impact on games. We saw that Braves Red Sox game ended a tie, which I actually didn't know they could do ties in spring training. Glad I know now. But also the fact that it ended because of that. Imagine if that happens in October baseball. Imagine exactly. if that happens in the World Series. People will throw a fit. You think people threw a fit off of a somewhat controversial call in the Super Bowl this year that wasn't really controversial? At the controversial, just imagine. Of course, the Chiefs fan says that. Shut the hell up, Kylie. Just no. Of course, the Eagles fan is a problem with me using that as an example. Well, yeah. Just imagine. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me say that differently. You know how people got all upset because of the controversial calls in the playoffs in the NFL this year? Imagine a controversial call like that happening in the World Series. You know, remember a couple of years ago when the Dodgers beat the Giants in the NLDS because um, they swore that that they swore that the Giants, the Giants batter, you know, went for it when he really didn't. Imagine something like that happened in the World Series, but because a batter didn't get set up in time for the pitch clock. You got to give him more time. Yeah, you got to give him more time. And again, I understand the need for a pitch clock and the need to, you know, kind of get the game speed up. I've seen the clip of Carlos Baez and me was yelling at my screen like throw the damn ball. It's uh, but at the end of the day. You have to understand that sports, the whole point of sports is not to, you know, like, all right, let's get it done, everybody. Okay, let's go home. The whole point of sports is to provide entertainment and provide provide entertainment for fans, you know, provide money for provide money for the owners, which I hate mm-hmm. to admit it, but that's a part of it. Yeah. And also provide and also allow athletes to, you know, live their lives the way they want to by pursuing their passions, and that is playing what sport they choose. And by implement by trying to speed up the game and condense, and this goes for all sports. Trying to condense things for TV, you know, you're only you're only making one of those three groups happy. That's the owners with their money, but mm-hmm. soon they'll suffer too. Because if you make the game shorter and shorter, well, first of all, fans are not going to want to attend anymore because they're going to be like, "Why would I waste just two hours if I'm going to go to a baseball game? I want to, you know, I want to, you know, spend an entire day there, you know." Yeah, exactly. I, I know th- this might be a controversial, controversial no. viewpoint of it, but the way I see it is, if I'm going to a sporting event, it better go as long as it possibly can, because I want my, because ticket prices are already ridiculously high. Yeah, if they're going to be that high in the first place, I better be getting my money's worth. I better be getting a full game and then some. Maybe yeah. not, and then some. But you see my point. Let me put it the- this way. Yeah. So you know we live in the DC area. Right. You're a Yankees fan. I'm a Phillies fan. Go Yanks. Go Phillies. That is a damn far drive. Even a train ride to the Bronx. It is a long time to get there. And in terms of like the Yankees, you would spend like a weekend in New York, go to a game, check out some stuff. So that's a little bit different. Um, but for me, I, I go up to Philadelphia all the time to see family and everything. And I have zero, like going up to a, a, a game for a, a few hours is, something that I grew up doing. So it, it's not much to me at all, mm-hmm. but then it takes one of the games I saw yesterday, the day before yesterday said it took two hours and 20 minutes to finish a game. 
it would take me longer to drive up to Citizens Bank Park than it would for that game to be fit to to be completed. It's too fast. There's it is too fast, and my issue the. The reason I supported the pitch clock to begin with wasn't because I thought the game was too sh- was too long. I love the game for for the three hours that it takes usually. Uh, I've been to a four and a half hour game when the Nationals were playing the Padres. That game was great, and the only issue I had with that game was because I had to study for a test. I failed the test, of course. You, but you, you know what I mean. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Went to the baseball game. Exactly. The issue isn't how long it takes. My yeah. issue, the reason I liked it, was because I cannot stand pitchers taking forty years to pitch a ball. And this is going to be. I'm I'm going to relate back to what I was saying about the NASCAR races being shortened because this is something else that I think is needs to be understood. Modern day sports fans of this newest generation do not have good attention spans. No. This goes for all sports. Yeah. That lack of an attention span is what is what I think is causing teams and owners and organizations in the sports world to kind of say, well, how can we make these? Uh, how can we make our product appeal to this younger generation? Um, I blame I know mine. For, yeah, I, I, I know for a fact I have sat down watching NASCAR. I, I have I have talked with people on Twitter who have been like, I can't pay attention to the races anymore, man. They're way too long. They stretch on forever. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're, it, the sport's the most competitive it's been in years, and yet you still think it's boring. It's like, yeah, I exactly. mean, two, two and a half hours, man, that's too long of a time to watch anything. Like, what? Yeah. That goes for baseball, too. If you cannot, now, again and again, a pitch clock is necessary because some pitchers be taking way too long and some batters are stalling for time. But you right. got to make it at least 20 or 30 seconds because that way you preserve the idea that baseball is a pastime that you go and sp- – if I want to go spend an afternoon at the ballpark watching the Yankees thrash the Orioles <laughs> – by the way, I'll see – by the way, O's fans, I'll see y'all in early May – in early April. I'm – no matter what, I'm going to – that's when uh, spring break for the college I work at um, is – no matter what, I'm going to Camden Yards for that first uh, Yankees Orioles series of the season. But my point yeah. is this: if I want to go to Camden Yards and watch the Yankees thrash the Orioles, it better be for more than three hours. Exactly. Because if anything less, agree. anything less than three hours, that's not that's not a sporting event. That's just that that's a game of that's a game on MLB the Show. Yeah. I can I can I, and I don't have MLB the Show because I don't play video games that often. Not really at all. I actually don't have a system. I gotta change that. You need to change it because you. Hey, hey, love... hey, drop drop one in the comments, guys. What sis, what system should I get? So my lease is up in May. Um, Xbox. Uh, yeah, my lease is up in May, and uh, I'm probably going to be moving in with some uh, with some. Me and my roommate are probably going to move into a new apartment together, and um, if I I'm gonna I'm gonna be getting my security deposit back from my current place, and I want to. You know, I, I I've saved up enough money now that I'm going to use that security deposit money to get myself a game system. So, what should I get? PlayStation. I had a PlayStation throughout when I throughout you know middle school, high school, and college. What should I should I switch to Xbox or should I stick with PlayStation or should I go the Nintendo route? Now let me tell you why you should go Xbox. So I can play multiplayer with you. I know. No, 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 no. So. <laughs> You're not a serious, you're not obviously not a serious gamer. So like no, not the the Xbox Series S is the cheapest of the three of the three um how cheap are we talking here? Like 300-ish. 300. Yeah. God damn, I could get one right now. Fuck. That's what I'm saying. So so I have the Series S because I'm not a serious gamer. I play MLB the show, I play a few other games like so I that I that's what I would suggest to you. Uh if you're going to get a 
console. Oh right. my god, thank god. Is it Calvin? No. Um okay. Holy shit, just big giant news dropped dropped in hockey. What? Which, um, by the way, Devil's got Timo Meyer. Yeah, so free agent. So the trade deadline's coming up, and there have been a lot of. We're, I guess we're shifting here. Trade deadline's coming up, and there have been a lot of freaking um, insane trades. But it's like all the big star players from the 2010s are getting shipped off. The Los Angeles Kings just sent Jonathan Quick, their star. That was uh, yesterday. Bolton. That was yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Why is ESPN just now reporting? Are they that behind? Because it's probably just being official. The trade, the call. Yeah. Okay. And everything. So that's official. That's that's a quick goes to the Blue Jays. Wow. Yeah, that that was crazy. Um, he had been, year. yeah, won two Stanley Cup. Wow, hey, he beat the Devils. At, oh, shut up. Yeah, sorry. Shut up. I know who he beat and when. Okay, let's move on from that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If it if it makes you feel any better, you guys are probably gonna uh, be legit contenders in the East this year. But um, I think so. A lot of people. Ooh, that... Lars Lars Eller going to the Avalanche. Interesting. Um, but people have asked me if the Devils can afford Timo Meyer and Jesper Brett, and we one hundred this team one hundred percent can. Um, so I think it just takes them signing for an extension for it to um, to uh, to happen. Uh, we have the money, so that's not what I'm worried about. And apparently, um, Meyer is very open to signing an extension with us. So we have a young team, and we're already this good. Yeah. My concern is Boston. Um, Boston Boston is so good and so powerful. Um, yeah. I don't see anybody beating Boston, to be honest. No, I don't know. No, I think right now, like, what are the standings looking at like right now? So, so weird. Last year, I felt like we paid way more attention to hockey, but this year it's been a little bit. I know. It happens. I've noticed over the years that we like, are, holy shit, what just happened on, on Kylie's end? Did y'all hear that? Kylie, are you okay? Blink twice if you're in danger. My dad dropped something. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, so right. Uh, right our interest in sports like Wayne and stuff like NFL, NFL motorsports, I'll always be interested in, but baseball, hockey, basketball, like every year it like differs. Like right now, baseball's really seems to be what I'm into hockey mm -hmm. and basketball kind of just like paying attention, but not as much, which is yeah. a shame. But I, I want to get more into hockey because it is um, one of my favorites, but I want, I, I do stuff for the Phillies, his first strikeout. I do stuff for the Phillies, so re relating to the Phillies, so I um, mm. I gotta take baseball. But well, um, right now, I mean, Boston has Boston hit a hundred points yet? No, not yet. No, they're one point away from getting to a hundred. Okay, but... I knew they were like right there. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Jersey's still doing good. Devils are right behind. Hurricanes. Yeah, and we got Timo Meyer. I don't think the Hurricanes got anybody. I don't. I could be wrong. Um, but the Rangers Ooh. just got Patrick Kane, which yeah, that's Jesus. Big. Yeah. So, well, Patrick Kane, he's been around for a while, so I don't know if he'll be as effective. 
but um man dude this just the 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 I think Patrick Kane was the last surviving player from the the Blackhawks dynasty of the early 2010s. Yeah. Um cuz I know Jonathan Taves isn't there anymore and Ducky Keith isn't there anymore. Yeah, I think they're all I think he was the last one. That's a sh- well that's officially an end of an era though. That mm-hmm. it's it, it's a shame because that Blackhawks dynasty was that had such an impact on Chicago culture. Like I've been rewatching old seasons of um the Chicago Cinematic Universe, you know, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. Um and you know, those shows all aired during the early 2010s. Yeah. And you know, the Blackhawks they come up a lot. And you could tell like it's such a it's so weird to see that dynasty like, you know, finally disappear, but to see it disappear in a way that's so, you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um Whoa, Andrew Painter hit 99. Whoo. Um Damn, I can't think of the word. Wow, I hate this. I hate how as, as I'm getting older, I'm I, I I'm not as quick-witted as I used to be with thinking of the words. Unce- unceremonious. It's a shame to see how unceremoniously this dynasty that was the Blackhawks has died off. Whether it be, you know, the whole scandal, the the sexual abuse scandal, the yeah. fact that they fell off horribly like they they were so good for the first half of the 2010s and the second half of the 2010s. They just died. Like, they just went. And it's a shame because that all three of those star players, you know, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, Jonathan Taves, did so well during that time that they all got into the NHL's top 100 players of all time list, which was controversial because if I remember, they left out. Who did they leave out in, in favor of those guys? Um... Uh, it was, who did they leave out? Yeah, the inclusion of Keith, Taze, and Kane um, considered controversial because Evgeny Malkin, Ed Belfour, uh, Dale Howarchuk, Joe Thornton, Jerome uh, Jerome Iginla, sorry, Zdeno Chara, Pierre Pelote, and Michel Goulet were not on the list. And like, let me, okay, Kylie, you, those names are familiar, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, Evgeny Malkin, he's been, uh, you know, the the second, the Sidney Crosby's, uh, Sidney Crosby's partner in crime in Pittsburgh. Eddie Belfort, Eddie the Eagle, fantastic goalie. Dale Howarchuk, he was like the face of the Winnipeg Jets, the original Winnipeg Jets. Joe Thornton, Jumbo Joe, Jerome Aginla, arguably the greatest player to never win the Stanley Cup and one of the most successful black players in NHL history. Zdeno Chara. Huge. Huge, six foot nine. Uh, Pierre Pilot and Michel Goulet. You know, I mean, Pierre Pilot. He was, uh, he was actually part of the Blackhawks of the '60s. One of those legendary players when the Blackhawks first started winning championships. Michel Goulet. I actually don't know who that is. Let me check. <laughs> Michel Goulet. Oh, see, this is why he was part of the Quebec Nordiques. See, they're mm. trying to erase the existence of the Nordiques, but you can't bring erase them the... back. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Same with the Harper Whalers. Bring them back. Bring them all back. Um, the Hartford Whalers? Yes. Well, you see, there's a problem with bringing back a team like the Hartford Whalers, and I'll tell you what it is, and here's the problem. Ready? Ready? You're, you're, it's going to be a little rough for you to hear this, Kylie, but it, it is important, so bear with me. Are, are you bearing with me? Mm-hmm. Go. Okay. Ready? Connecticut is a small market, and in today's world of hockey, if you can't make money... <laughs> I know, I know. 
the fact that the fact that the Coyotes are allowed to exist when so many sports are so focused on big market surprise, the fact that they haven't been moved relocated to Houston yet is amazing. Hey, 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 hey! Respect small markets like that. Come on. Hey, it's been ten minutes now. Where's a? Uh... He had to get gas. <laughs> I forgot oh to... He he texted me saying he had to get gas. He should have just let me on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. No, we should not have no. just let him on. It's okay. It's okay. He'll be on. What did uh, Harrison Bader do? Harrison Bader know. just did something awesome. Hold on. Did he? Harrison Bader. Good job, Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader making diving catches in her field. I love that. Why are we having an awkward silence? I, I thought you were going to keep talking. What were we talking about? It's probably not a good idea to have ADHD. Not a good thing. Um, yeah. Um, Calvin being late, right? Yeah. Yeah. Calvin being late. We do not condone podcasting and driving. So hey, we can I, to... This is a tangent, but can I just say that like one, on of the greatest, one of the greatest inventions by mankind is the ability to get gas at a lower price if you get a car wash with it. You know how many times I've saved money on gas by just agreeing to, uh, by just agreeing to, you know, like get, get a car, a car wash, wash but just not get the car wash. No, I get the car wash. My car gets. Oh dirty. yeah, totally. I totally get the car wash. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you not get the car wash? No. Home run. Two nothing. Who homered? Cave? Was it Cave? Cave! Well, good, nothing good guys. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. <sighs> Woo! So you actually don't get the car wash? Really? Am I am, am I a loser for getting the car wash every time? Because I, I don't know why. I, look, I love having a clean car. It, it, I let my car get really dirty last year by mistake, and when it finally got a car wash, it was amazing seeing how, how beautiful it looked, seeing how much grime had built up over the years. I was like... <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't always get the car wash, but, uh, you know, I, I do sometimes. I haven't actually washed my car in a decently long time. Um it just always rains whenever, like, my car gets that dirty. So, I just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, man, I'm so glad baseball is back. I can't, I can't get over it. Yeah, no, I uh, get it. I get it. My ADHD is going all over the place. Um, I know. <laughs> but uh yeah so i going back to to hockey um mm -hmm. it's it's refreshing to see because as people who have been listening to this podcast since the beginning they know i'm not a huge hockey knowledge person um I would 100% consider myself a casual, and that is why I don't give takes, rankings, whatever. I 
I don't like doing the rankings to begin with, but because I don't know too much about hockey, I, I that's especially why I don't. Um, but I've been watching it this season, and it's really nice to see the doubles come back and be this good, this young. Um, the Bruins are on a historic run right now, though. Uh, Carolina's pretty badass. Uh, and that's just in our conference. Like, you still have the Golden Knights on the other side. You still have um, – I'm pretty sure the Kraken are doing well this year, right? The Kraken? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, they're, they're, they're in contention. Yeah, so – and I mean, especially like once you get to the playoffs, everybody is zero and zero. Records don't matter. Stats don't matter. Nothing matters because anything can happen. And I, that's the best part about the games in general, about postseason. Anything crazy can happen. Um, I mean, like the Bruins are on this historic run right now, but like. It all matters when I mean, you, you got to get hot at the right the time. The last time we saw a team this hot and going on a run like this. Um, I think it was the, uh, hold on, was it the lightning in 2018? You had a pretty historic cup run too, if I don't remember, if I remember correctly. I mean, literally having like three cup appearances in a row. Was it three or four cup appearances in a row? And, oh no, you guys, did you guys three-peat? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did hold the on. lightning three-peat? So, so um, the Bruins are on track at the moment. I'm trying to see if they're on track to break the record. So the record for points. Um, yeah, the record for points in a season. They got 99 points. The record for points in a season is 128, established by the 2019 Tampa Bay Lightning who uh, won 62 games. The Bruins have 99 points with 60 ga- with sixty games finished. And how much did the Lightning have? When 120, they had? 128 points in 82 games. Oh, my God. So Boston is on track. Ugh, just had a stretch there for a second. Boston, Boston is going to murder that record. Oh, my God. Here's the thing, though. The, the, the last team to, to break the record, the Didn't Lightning. Didn't win the cup. They got swept in the first round by the Blue Jackets. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. I forgot that's what I – that's right. That's right. And you may have noticed that I seem unreasonably calm because of this. And the answer is it's taken many years, but I think I've finally gotten to the point where I no longer want to uh, fly into a rage when I think about that series. <laughs> You're better than me. I still rage about the 2012 Cup run. I still rage about the 2023 Super Bowl loss. I don't think I'll ever bounce back from that one. I'm still mad about the Sixers losing to the Hawks. I hate you, Ben Simmons. Um, I'm still mad about, uh, let's see. The Kawhi Leonard shot against Toronto. Um, but that being said, with that shot, there was a Toronto Twitter account that did make a really, really funny video with it because Embiid made a shot too that 
sent the Sixers to a three nothing lead over the Raptors in that series, and he meshed the two videos together to get Sixers fans thinking it was a Raptors fan just talking up the, the shot. When in reality, it was just as soon as that shot went in from Embiid, the so the Kawhi Leonard shot celebration happened. So it's it was a good video. Um, but it still breaks my heart. So that lightning blue jacket series, always the thing that always got to me was this, the lightnings, the official response by the lightning after the loss, what they said, they released a statement and it, it was pretty. So it's like, we don't have any words. We know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything you're, you're feeling. We get it. This isn't the ending we imagined. And it's certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. That's what they said. And they would go on to win the next two Stanley Cups and uh, nearly win three in a row. So just, just putting that out there. What are you guys, where are you guys at in the standings right now? I don't, I haven't checked. Right now, the Lightning are. Damn it, Marsh. Pulling it up. How long does it take Calvin to get gas? Tampa Bay is currently third in the Atlantic, so they will qualify for the playoffs at this point, well ahead of fourth place Buffalo. So we should be good. Uh, at this point, Buffalo would uh, would Buffalo not Buffalo would not make the playoffs. Oh wow! Yeah, Buffalo would be eliminated. That's a shame. They have the longest playoff drought, I think. Um, Kraken. I know the feeling. Kraken are now tied for fourth place in the Pacific. They have fallen off just a bit. Uh, that Pacific Division, by the way, is still incredibly competitive. Um, not as competitive as the Central, in which the top four teams are all within four points of each other. Wow. Fun stuff, and it's a massive drop-off to everyone else who's terrible. What about course. the Metro? Three-point deficit between Carolina and New Jersey, and then the New York teams are kind of just hanging out in the back. Um, and then Boston just running around with the Atlanta, running away with the Atlantic. Worst team in the league, again, is Columbus. <laughs> Good. Um, so... You're going to need to clip this one. Gotcha. When I, when I ask you this, you brought up the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning having the best record the the record for um points in a single season. Mhm. The Bruins look to be like they are going to um break that record. Do you and we all know from past sports, past whatever, the best team doesn't usually win. The team that breaks like a record, a points record, a record. no, be, yeah, because um, postseason formats are inherently unfair. Um, right, but like you but, see that the 2016 Warriors had the 73 and nine record. Mm-hmm. They lost the finals. You see the Tampa Bay Lightning had the, the all-time points record lost in the first round. So do you think the Bruins could be on this have, could have the same history? I know it's early. I know it's early, obviously, and nothing is ever certain. But do you think the Bruins could be could have the same um maybe and demise? I say it Maybe. And I say it because the world of sports, it's just so, you know, unpredictable. You can't really yeah. predict what's going to happen. 
I could see it happening. Um, I don't know if this Boston team has any weaknesses. That's the one thing I'm looking at because all those other teams had one like glaring weakness that was kind of ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the Tampa Bay team, it was that our goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, was still young and inexperienced. So um, I don't know. We'll see what happens with Boston, but it is possible, you know. I mean, you you brought up the point, you know, the seventy three nine Warriors. So I think of like the sixteen and zero Patriots. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Or the hundred and sixty one win Mariners, or one hundred and sixteen win Mariners. Sorry, I was about to say one hundred and sixty one. They only lost one game in the entire season. There's no way. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but you see the point. Usually, teams oh, that God. break records for scoring in records, in like uh, regular season records, the trend is there for them to not do well once they right. get to the playoffs exactly because that's what i'm saying you build, you build up that culture of winning sometimes you have a bad habit people have a bad habit teams have a bad habit to just put the flaws in the closet and ignore them and i think that could be a possible thing boston's gonna have to look at if they want to keep it going because right now they're the favorite to win the stanley cup and i think they will with how good they've been playing but again one always has to ask, what is their weakness? Every team has one. Every one of these great teams in the history of sports has a weakness that gets exposed. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's why I was saying that, because it's it seems that the teams that um, that have those records really don't <clears throat> do much at all in the playoffs, it seems like. And it's kind of crazy because it's like, this team did all of the head all this. Why don't you just tweet fuck? Because Andrew Painter uh, allowed two hits and one's on third, one's on first. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Hey, let's talk uh, about football real quick. Yeah, um, let's do it. There's the pretty big, <laughs> pretty big. Uh, well, um, news. Yeah, that's like the top prospect for the NFL. Jalen Carter is um, – he left the NFL combine this morning after news of his arrest warrant broke. Um, yeah, he got caught street racing and apparently caused a fatal accident. And he is – well, there goes your career, buddy. No, nah, this this was – everybody already – I think everybody knew this had already happened, I think. Um, but – um, I think it's a little different now. I could be wrong. Uh, but I hear he's still gonna be, uh, he's still gonna be, once everything probably settles, he's still gonna be, like, going to the draft and everything. I don't know, man. I don't know if teams should, because teams will look at that as a character issue and they will not draft him. That's just a thing. Yeah, True. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. speaking of racing, did you hear that Tom Brady is partnering with Porsche to launch an entry for the 24 Hours of Le Mans? Really? Yeah, yeah. So this is the car. You said it's nope. Porsche? Yes. Nope, that's not. That was not it. So this is. This is the car. Ooh. Yep, it is the new Porsche 93963 uh, hypercar that they will be racing at Le Mans. 
And yes, Tom Brady, you can see right there on the wing. Tom Brady will be part of the team running it. Uh, he's the team itself will be run through the team uh, Jota Sport, which also will field a second Brady car uh, in the slightly slower, um, the slightly slower lower class. That's a little bit uglier. Um, but yeah, Tom Brady's gonna Tom Brady, Tom Brady's going racing, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think it's gonna be cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely something. Um... Why is Henry Ruggs turned? Oh boy, Henry Ruggs is now turned in as replacements as replace as like a example of. Um... Yes, of course, that's why he's trending. Is he still in jail? Probably. What's up with him? I haven't obviously I haven't heard it. I, I mean, I don't know what's up with him. I don't know either. Let's talk about some of these cuts that have been happening in the NFL recently. So, Leonard Fournette got cut by the Bucks, which... Yeah, how do you feel about that? Eh, I kind of saw it coming. He wasn't... uh... It's, um... Sorry, I was just saw something on Twitter. It's probably for the best. Uh, Fournette... It's a shame because Fournette wasn't the reason for the Bucks' struggles in running the ball last year. It was because our offense, our offensive coordinator, our offense as a whole, just was way too focused on passing on passing the ball with Tom Brady. Right. But I think Fournette, you know, he had a good run in Tampa. You know, that playoff run in 2020 was amazing. There's a reason we call him Playoff Lenny. Right. But it's a shame because again, he he wasn't the problem with the Bucks in their running game. The problem was Tampa was just refusing to run the ball. You know, they would just pass the ball with Brady when clearly, you know, we're living in an age of the NFL where running the where where strong defense and run game are starting to come back as like the lead way to win games. That's why we've seen so many low scoring games recently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Bucks really just did not accept that. The Bucks were just like, you know, we're just gonna well yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna keep running the ball because we're a bunch of old farts who who, yeah. who don't who don't believe and don't believe in the changing landscape of the NFL and it's a shame because Leonard Fournette is a damn good running back but unfortunately yeah. he got stuck in a system and where he, his talents weren't being maximized and now he's being released and it, it, it's sad to me you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Leonard Fournette he was um he got a good start to his career in Jacksonville but he flourished in Tampa Bay. Um, he he's had his best years in Tampa. No, actually, he's had his be- he had his best years in Jacksonville. At Tampa, he yeah. played more of a role player because we never really were a run based team outside of that playoff run in 2020. Yeah. Outside of that Super Bowl run, we never really ran the ball. So that's my take on it. I think my take on it. I think Leonard Fournette. You know, I'm gonna miss Leonard Fournette. Um, really didn't deserve to get canned like this by the Bucks, but yeah. Uh, I gotta fix my bed, man. There's something. Why are my you bed. ADHD? Sorry about that. Um, here's a question for you. How do you feel about Carson Wentz being released by the? Uh, That's right. Commanders. Wentz to get released by Washington. Um, yeah. The least surprising development of the season of the off season. I mean, Wentz didn't play good rep for Washington. He got benched like two times. Um, so we we all knew they were gonna part ways with Wentz and. It's crazy to see what's happened to his career. 
Um, we all know how I feel about Wentz. We all know how I reacted to the trade, both to uh, Indy and to Washington. I did not take it well. Um, but this is the he had his last shot, and maybe he'll be pick, he'll be picked up as a backup somewhere. But I don't see him as a starter unless the starter they have gets hurt. And it it's it sucks because this dude had so much talent, and I don't think he's a head case. I think it's because he had he's never he hasn't recovered since that concussion that Jadavian yeah. Clowney gave him because he spiked his head into the friggin' ground. Um so it's it's nice to see Clowney hasn't gotten a ring. So that's good because I hate Clowney for that. But um yeah, uh it sucks and it's gonna be interesting to see where he goes. I don't know where he goes. It would be kind of funny to see him back in Philadelphia as a backup because we're gonna be getting a backup quarterback this offseason. And with the Falcons releasing Marcus Mariota, that's also a possibility. Philly's Twitter, I think, wants him a little bit. Um, I I think that would be a good. I think it would be a good um, landing zone, landing spot for Mariota. I, I remember like the Philly, the Eagles were going to get him in the draft. I forget um, everything about it, but I remember we were going to get Mariota. Uh, shout out Chip Kelly, you suck at your job. <laughs> I, for, I remember he was your uh, he was your head coach. Man, how does that feel? Well, after him, we got Doug Peterson. So there's a Super Bowl. And then after Doug Peterson, we got Sirianni. And that resulted in a Super Bowl appearance so far. So I'm fine. Uh, I will still always and forever hate Chip Kelly. He ruined the best years of Eagles football. Uh my childhood with Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy. Those are my favorite players when I was older. So getting one of those guys really pissed me off and I will never forgive him for that. And I remember I was supposed to go to the autograph, an autograph signing hosted by Deshaun Jackson and I believe LaShawn McCoy. And I know our friend is watching that I was going to go with, and we never ended up going. But they had a sign that said, no Chip Kelly's allowed. That's awesome. So, yeah. That is how I feel about Chip Kelly. The Chip, <laughs> Kelly, era, the Chip Kelly era in Philly always amazes me. It's another great example of college coaches just not adopt, adapting to the NFL. It's so crazy, isn't it? Because, I, I mean, I know college ball, you have, like, Ultimately, you have a peak skill set, right, with college yeah. football. And, you know, these guys haven't reached their peak. They haven't reached their prime. Like, nothing about these players is at the top level. It's just – it's college football. They're still kids learning. So it really blows my – like, we all know that. But you would still think that, like, the transition from college to football would be still be an easier transition than it seems to be it's yeah. a lot faster than college because these pros have been doing it for 
a decade. And you have people like Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady that can read defenses in a second and quickly adjust. Um, oh, gee, thanks. I, this is why I hate MLB TV, by the way. What happened? Because they keep showing replays of stuff, and now they're showing the the back to back to back to back home runs that the Cardinals hit against us in the regular season. Oh, they just did that, but it's okay. We beat them in the playoffs, so there's that. Um, anyway, so the transition from college to football is ridiculous, and it really blows my mind that these coaches can't adjust like that. And I know you can't treat the college players like the the pro players like you treat the college players classic example was urban meyer uh that dude's a total tool bag and i'm glad he's not in the league terrible human being yeah Uh, the fact that he still has a job with fox just shows you how terrible of a company fox is yeah and i don't care what you did for our gators like no i i hate you um and i'm glad when did you become a florida fan I've been a Gators fan since I was in elementary school. I just didn't care about college football much. Oh, okay. But I've always I've I've told you this that I've liked the Gators. I've told you this. Sure you did. Um but it it really makes you kind of appreciate the pros more because if these these pros are the best of the best of the best. Right. Because you get the college gets the best high school players, and the pros get the best college players in theory. So it's just it's ridiculous how the transition, how big the transition is from <clears throat> college to pro. Yeah, I remember the the very first coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Oh no! Why am I forgetting his name? Hang on. No! Why am I forgetting his name? Do 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 do. The first coach of the Bucks. Who I'm going to look up now because I cannot believe that I have forgotten his name. I am crazy. What am I doing? It was John McKay. Jeez, I hate I, his son. Literally, is a GM who's like built, who's built championship winning teams. John McKay was an amazing coach at USC who helped coach OJ Simpson. You know, won multiple national championships. Lost his first twenty six games as an NFL head coach. Everyone Not gonna him. lie, when you said John McKay, I thought you said John McCain, and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. John McCain. John McCain coaches football. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, you were saying about the losses. Yeah, lost his first 26 games as a head coach. You know, never caught on. Was an incredible college coach, but again, just could not adapt to the NFL. And that was just a huge problem. You know, Pete Carroll, his first into the NFL was trash. He went to the call he went to the college ranks. There's you remember the show NFL Top Ten that used to air all the time? Yeah. So they did a list like of the top ten uh college coaches that didn't pan out in the NFL. They had Pete Carroll on it. I thought, hmm, they just dated themselves in this episode. Um Nick Saban. Nick Saban wasn't it? Yeah. Able to Nick Saban had won a national championship with LSU and developed this incredible work ethic and this incredible culture of you know these teams with insane defenses because Nick Saban's a defensive guru. That's what he yeah. works on. There's a reason why his teams always have like the best defense in the country. But man, his two years with the Dolphins, man. Ugh. Was he the Dolphins coach? I. 
he was Dolphins head coach. Um, he was the head coach of the Dolphins from damn. He's seventy one years old. He looks good for seventy one. <laughs> he was head coach of the Dolphins um, from two thousand and five to two thousand and six, and they actually weren't that terrible with him. His first year, they were nine and seven. They finished second behind the Patriots in the AFC East. His second year, though, they went six and ten. He left to take the job at Alabama. The very next season, Miami goes one and fifteen under head coach Cam Cameron. Anyone Cam remember Cameron. Cam? Anyone remember Cam Cameron? Right. And that what a name that is. Yeah. It's crazy though because like he. Well, now I'm looking at those seasons. Okay, so his first season with the Dolphins, they only won three of their first ten games. They were three and seven, and then they won um, six straight to close out the season to finish at nine and seven. Um, hey, they did. Did they sweep the Patriots? No, they only got. Did they sweep the Patriots? Nope. I thought they did for a second. They lost to the Bucks. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but in 2006, you'd think they got better. No, they they went they uh lost five. They lost six of their first seven games. Then they started to turn it around mid-season, winning um winning five of their next six, but closed out the season with three straight losses and finished. Uh, six and ten, um, and then yeah, it looks like here like they just didn't have an offense. Their defense was good, but they just didn't have an offense. Okay. Yeah, and then it came the two the two thousand and seven Dolphins. Oh, hey, I know because he's probably watching somewhere. Um, defender of the North, who was the one team that the two thousand and seven Dolphins uh, beat? I know he's watching. He's commenting. He is. Yes. A defender of the North. Who did the two thousand <laughs> beat for a victory? Show his comments. I've been wondering where the comments have been in this episode. No, I'm not showing you his comments. Oh. Not until he gets the game I want him to get. All right, defender of the North. I'll see you at work tonight. <laughs> <laughs> for those wondering, the 2007 Dolphins, their one win was against the Ravens, who arguably that was the Ravens' worst season. The Ravens have had some real stinkers over the years. Not a lot. Th- have you ever noticed that the Baltimore Ravens have never truly been bad? <laughs> Show me. Co- there it is. <laughs> That's oh, all so you're you- gonna get until you get the game. I want you to get. Um, Fair enough. No, but seriously, have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed, Kylie? That the Baltimore Ravens have never truly been terrible at any point yes. in their history. Like, think yeah. about it. Like, they had their expansion woes to begin, but outside of a few one-off seasons where they've missed the playoffs in one or two years where they've had injuries, they've never been terrible. Yeah. And the reason I'm segueing into the Ravens is because the deadline is March 7th for Lamar Jackson to be franchise tagged. So if he's not franchise tagged by March 7th, it's very likely that he will leave the Ravens and probably go somewhere else. Please be Tampa. Please be Tampa. Oh, God, I would hate that. Um... I know you would, but I would love it. I hate, I hate. You ever, um, you ever randomly be scrolling through YouTube and just see a random video pop up on your feed that you've never seen before, but looks fascinating and you suddenly find yourself watching it. Cause I know what I'm doing when we're done with this podcast. Cause this random video just popped up on my feed. It's the sunshine skyway bridge disaster, a short documentary from fascinating horror. What happened on this bridge? Why does this, the, why does the thumbnail look so ominous? Why do I suddenly want to go watch this? Why do you fall for clickbait? You don't know if it could be clickbait or not. You Isaac, it's clickbait. Kylie, be optimistic. That's how one gets through life. Be optimistic. 
Let's uh let's close out today's episode by uh talking about uh the NBA real quick and talking about the recent purchase. Um Jimmy Haslam, owner of the Cleveland Browns, has purchased a a, a stake in the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh I want to get your yeah. thoughts on this. I want to get your thoughts on this. Um I don't know. I don't I don't I don't really care, honestly. So there's no concern like there should be because Jimmy Haslam is a terrible owner and the Bucks are one of those franchises that, you know, they don't need they don't really need that right now. Mm. Not my team. I'm just saying. As as long as Snyder's gone, I don't really care about the owner. Hold on. Jimmy Haslam, he got his start in he, he created Pilot Flying J. Mm-hmm. The truck stops? Ah. Okay. You know, you, you ever look back at where um at where uh, the owners of uh the owners of uh sports teams got their um got their money from? Yeah, I always wonder that. Yeah, I always look for the ones who make their money in the strangest ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I like the strange ones. What the hell? Okay, you're never going to believe this. Hmm. Okay. Right, Which he's not the majority owner. Uh yeah, he is because the other owner of the of the the Milwaukee Bucks is Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> Okay. Which NFL franchise? You'll, you'll probably get this. Which NFL franchise had what which uh, which owner paid the most for his NFL franchise? For his NFL franchise? Yeah. Broncos? Correct. Four billion six hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. Rob Walton, head of Walmart. Um, oh, yeah. what what NFL team had what which NFL team was purchased for the fewest amount of for the least amount of money? Was it the Cowboys? Dallas? No, Dallas was uh, Jerry Jones purchased the Cowboys for one hundred forty million dollars. Okay, I, I knew Jerry has owned it for a while, and it was stupidly cheap for what. This one has been owned for a long time. I'll give you a hint. It's not the Packers or the Raiders. A lot of people think them. Packers and Raiders have never been purchased. They are still the only teams owned by the original owners, being the Packers are owned by the city of Green Bay and the Raiders are owned by uh, Mark Davis. Could it be the Patriots? The Patriots were purchased by Robert Kraft for $175 million. No. Are you ready? One more guess. One more guess. Give me – it's not the Eagles, is it? The Eagles were purchased for $185 billion, okay. 1994 by Jeffrey Lurie. I couldn't I... – In 1920, Virginia Hallis McCaskey purchased the Chicago Bears for Bears, $100. Bear. Huh? Virginia Hallis, right. $100. That's now, right. if you adjust for inflation – that's a lot of money in 1920s. That's a lot of money for 1920 standards. But still, how much would that be in today's money? Um, I wonder. We're gonna we're gonna end with that. How much would it be in today's money? How much would how much how much is one hundred dollars? Get Korea off my friggin' screen. Twenties. Sorry. 
Thanks to purchase power, $100 in 1920 is equivalent to $1,495.85. So I could still purchase the bears today. You nice could. to know. <laughs> nice could. to know I was born which, in the... Which outside, that, that's amazing. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing that it's still, it, it's still, even with inflation, the bears would still be the third cheapest, the second cheapest team in the NFL behind the giant, behind, um, with only the giants being cheaper at $500. Jesus, dude, like. <sighs> That's wild. I was born in the wrong time. I know. Why are the, why is it that the top five most, most valuable NFL franchises are five of the worst teams and most of them are terrible? Actually, no. Uh, most of them, because actually, they probably still have the old head style of thinking and can't adapt yeah, probably. to new football. Why are the Browns worth over a billion dollars? Because regardless of how shitty the Browns are, have been, and always will be, they have a diehard fan base. And always will be. Let's not forget Always that. will be. Especially well, somebody has a sexual predator on your team. Ooh, yeah, we're going to end it with that. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode of Your Sports. Sorry Calvin never showed up. Are we sure he got home from stopping for gas? Um, no. We'll figure that out. <laughs> um, as always, we're back. Sure proud affiliate of the fired up sports network full of very wonderful podcast that you guys can go check out especially the bell smashers podcast i've heard they've been doing really well recently you guys should go check them out you know i heard uh bell smashers might be looking for a yankees fan to come on for the yankees philly series and uh maybe second series of the season i'm just saying um you can follow us on all socials at uh bb sports underscore pod and check out our twitter bio for our official merch yes really get some it is really nice they say march is going to be a cold one hey those sweatshirts, they're made of full, they're made of wool. You're gonna feel nice and toasty during this lousy smarch weather. And if, you get, <laughs> and if you get that reference where that's from, I will pay you a hundred bucks. Pay up. Oh, you know? No. <laughs> God. Thank God I don't have a hundred bucks on me in person right now. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Uh thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. We will see you guys next week. Bye.